All right, well, good morning. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas. I just can't even look over on this side of the room for some reason. I don't know why. I just can't look over here. So I'm going to look over this way. You should fill everybody else in on the little Oh, well, you'll get to hear about what, what's with the wig on the, uh, well, on my right side of the room and your left side of the room. Well, we'll find out shortly what that's all about, but I can't look over there. It's distracting. All right. Let's go ahead and get started. <clears throat> We're going to read Psalm 54 this morning. All right. Psalm 54 says, Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. Hear me, O God, give ear to, my, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have, <clears throat> they have not set God before them. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. Amen. The name of the Lord is good. God is good, isn't he? All the time. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble. And my eye has seen its desire upon its enemies. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for uh, that you brought everyone here safely this morning, Lord God. And, and those that are still on their way, Father, I pray for protection. God, I thank you that you are our protector. You are our defender, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are good. Thank you for your righteousness, your grace, your mercy, Lord God, this morning. God, we worship you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and the honor, Lord God, and we celebrate you this morning as, as we enter this season of um, the birth of Jesus, remembering that. And Father, we just, we are, we are so thankful for all that you've done. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God who reigns. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So turn to somebody, welcome them, greet them, tell them our God reigns. Amen. Our God reigns. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Merry Christmas. Merry Amen. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Praise God. Praise God for Christmas. Yes. Praise God for Resurrection Day. Yes. Praise God for all the days in between. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9, beginning with verse 6. This is a verse that you hear uh, quite a bit during uh, this week or this month. Okay, can you believe it's already Christmas? How did that get here already? Wow. Isaiah chapter 9, beginning with verse 6 says, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. We just sang that. Praise God. That's, that was, we just sang those verses. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and of peace, there will be no end. Hallelujah. Amen. And on the throne of David and over His kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. Glory to God. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. God's Word is true. God's Word is true. He, what He says He'll do, He'll do. He's doing it. He's in the midst of it. Even though it may not look like it. And uh, 
when we read those verses, I mean, immediately we, th- we start thinking of the themes of Christmas and the, the, uh, the feelings, you know, the, the, you know, everything that's going on. But have you noticed, have you ever read the verses around it? Have you ever read the context of Isaiah 6? Or I'm sorry, Isaiah 9. I want to read the context. I want to read both sides of that, that well-known verse. And I want you to see what context... God is saying this through Isaiah. Go all the way up to verse number 1. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But But in the latter time he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. This is a a prophetic chapter uh, from the Bible about Jesus. It's already, you know, hundreds of years before Christ. Uh, he's giving hints of who Christ is, what he's going to be doing, where he's coming from, how things are going to play out. So that verse 2 the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. We, you know, that was quoted at the time of Jesus. He said, he, he, Jesus even quoted those verses that, uh, that they, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Verse number three, you have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they were, are glad when, the, when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle, tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. How come we don't read that verse at Christmas? You ever notice that? That's, that's not your Christmassy verse right there, is it? No, but it's real. It's real. God is saying through Isaiah, He's saying, hey, it's going to be a fight. In the middle of the fight, Unto us a child is born. In the middle of the, of the stress, in the middle of the push, in the middle of the, the argument, in the middle of the fight, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Glory to God. He doesn't leave us in the middle. Now, go to the end. We're going to skip a little bit, but we're going to go to the end. Verse 13. Verse 13, the people did not turn to him who struck them, nor inquire of the Lord of hosts. So the Lord cut off from Israel head and tail, palm branch and reed in one day. The elder and honored man is the head, and the prophet who teaches lies is the tail. For those who guide this people have been leading them astray, and those who are guided by them are swallowed up. Therefore the Lord does not rejoice over their young men and has no compassion on their fatherless and widows. For everyone is godless and an evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. For all this his anger has not turned away, and his hand is not stretched out. He's also also not. What did I say is not? Thank you, grammar. Thank you. Is stretched out still. Thank you. Sorry. Is stretched out. Now I forgot where I was going. Thank you so much. No, I'm just kidding. I know where I'm going. Where I'm going is, he knew that part too. God knew that part. He knew that there were going to be those who weren't going to accept him. The ones who should have accepted him. The, 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 the leaders, the, the people, the, the, the scribes, the Pharisees, the, 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 the leaders, they were the ones who were supposed to get this and they're supposed to lead their people into following the Christ. And what did they do? They rejected Him. This was written hundreds of years before. Hundreds of years. God looked down through time and said, I'm sending a Savior. Unto you, is chi- unto you is born a child. Under you is a son is given. I'm going to do this. No matter what situation you're going to be in and no matter what happens after the fact, God is faithful. God is faithful. He will do what He says He's going to do. And He will do it to the uttermost. His Word is true. His Word works. 
I've been meditating about, you know, Christmas and, and the, the uh, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about it on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve service, 4.30. Uh, tomorrow, right? Is tomorrow the 24th already? Wow. Just all kind of sneaks up on you. But would you have sent your son or daughter into the world all by themselves at, as a baby? Into a world that's trying to kill them? Into a world that's trying to destroy them? And to destroy, destroy the very uh, fabric of, your, of who God is? He did it anyway. He did it anyway. He did it because He, for God so loved the world. For God so loved the world, He gave anyway, fully knowing that He'd be rejected by man. So in our lives, do we love anyway? Do we give anyway? Do, we know, do you go into a situation fully knowing you're going to be rejected, and you smile, and you love, and you serve anyway? Well, we have a ways to go, don't we, folks? Praise God for the Holy Spirit. Praise God for His Word. Because we don't have to do it. We do it in His strength. We do it in His ability. You just witnessed a Christmas miracle. Right now, just now. What is that? I'm done with my sermon. <laughs> that was the whole sermon right there. That was everything. Because... We all know what the story is, don't we? Christ came. He was born. He grew. He obeyed. He lived. He spoke. He preached. He obeyed. He obeyed. He obeyed. He obeyed all the way unto death. That's the full story. The reason for the season. But ever since then is the rest of the story. Paul Harvey fans? The rest of the story. The rest of the story is George. <laughs> See, now here's the deal. That's why I had to quickly get through what I was going to say because everybody's going, what is going on over here with the hair? So I'm actually going to have George start. We're going to have testimonies today of God's goodness, God's love for us. Think about what he's done for you, what, how he's blessed you this last year how he's answered prayers, how he's moved in your life. I'm going to have George start out because the sooner we get him in here, the sooner we can move on. <laughs> Come on up, George. This is exciting. You're going to love this. And Margaret, eat your heart out. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Surely he bore our sorrows, and by his stripes I am healed. Some of us might not appreciate that sometimes, like Pastor John right now, but anyway. Uh, as many of you know who have been here longer than five or ten years, uh, what the wig is about. But uh, for those of you who don't, 15 years ago I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Pastor John and I stood on this spot right here and declared that I am healed in Jesus' name. The medical community gave me a one in three chance of living five years. It's been 15. Now, that's, this is all his. That's the wig. Is, I'm showing off for God. Uh, you all know who uh, um, Elijah was, the prophet, and his apprentice, Elisha. And after Elijah was taken away, Elisha, had his mantle, and he came back to the same river that they had both crossed using the mantle. Well, I followed his example, and I dared God to heal me. The, uh, the, the, the prognosis wasn't great. Um, I was prepared to go home at the time, but I decided I would just give God the shot. Uh, I, I was declaring that he, by his stripes, I'm healed. So here I am 15 years later. Amen. And we're all glad. Amen. Amen. We're all glad. Glory to God. Glory to God. Other good things that are going on. Um, just this last week, uh, you know, just to give God the glory and, and praise uh, for all of it, is uh, we had the, uh, the St. Paul outreach, 
and we had the the uh, uh, Prescott outreach, and uh, I wanted to give have those guys just share uh, what God has done. And so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Vern come up first, if you would, and share uh, what what uh, God has done, and and uh, share whatever's on your heart. And then I want to have uh, John and Jen and whoever else uh, come on up and share about uh, Prescott, and we'll go from there. Jesus is Lord. And we belong in the Lord's church. And it's been an interesting time uh, uh, just before Christmas. Uh, A number of Christmases, I was locked up in different institutions, and every Christmas for me, it's a freedom that most people really don't understand unless they've been away from home a lot. And I'm grateful uh, from my heart what God does. But I'd like to have you open your Bibles to Luke chapter 6. And we'll start in verse 35. Now all scriptures God breathed in is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, and righteousness. And all scripture is God breathed. That means that what this word is, it's a living word. And it's a testimony to us because when we pick it up, it goes inside of us and lives. Love can be given, but it has to be received. I'll say that again. Love can be given, but it has to be received. And it's a critical part of who we are is to keep giving, even if it isn't received. Now we're going to start in verse 35. It says, for love your enemies and do good and hope for nothing and again, that your reward shall be great and ye shall shall be the children of the highest. Now listen carefully. For he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. There are times that I've given and people haven't received, but I do it as unto the Lord. Now you got to remember, he's kind to the unthankful and good to the evil. Now, I, did, I, did the Bible say that? So are we to receive that? Are we to receive that? Or do you expect something back when you give it? If it isn't appreciated, it's unto the Lord. Whatever you do, do it heartily is unto the Lord, not unto men. These scriptures are really interesting because I haven't heard them read much. Therefore be merciful as your Father in heaven also is merciful. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Condemn not, lest ye shall be not not condemned forgive and it shall be forgiven give and it shall be given unto you good measured pressed down shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure ye meet it shall be measured to you again in first corinthians chapter 12 it talks about the nine gifts of the spirit it talks about the body of christ it talks about there should be no schism in the body of christ But then at the end of chapter 12, it says, I'll show you a more excellent way. Of all the gifts and all the preaching that went on about the body of Christ, it says, I'll show you a more excellent way. Then he goes into love. We're in a year ending now, but this 2019 is a year of destiny and a year of completion. The destiny is is by the power of God. The completion is by the power of God. And the giving is by the power of God. For this congregation, we keep giving and it will keep coming back. We keep giving out. We keep giving. We keep giving. Because what we give, it will be good measured, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? It's about our attitude. Not about the people that we, that we give to, because I have delivered huge amounts of stuff to people, and I've seen no appreciation, and I walked away and just said to myself, what just happened? God said, I appreciate it. God said, I appreciate it. So it's about what we do in our character. For if you give to get, uh, to get back, so God so loved the world that he gave. Now, I heard a sermon by Buddy a couple weeks ago. He talked about abiding. 
But abiding in his love means you abide in his commandments. Because if you love me, you will keep my commandments and abide in my love. Abiding in his love is keeping it going when things don't look right for you. When things are boiling down for you right, you stay in that love. We've been called to completion. What I mean by that, it's a continuum of God working on this church, for God working in the anointing that come on this church, and this year will be greater than last year, the 2019. It's interesting what Pastor Dan and Claudia started here. It's God has got a stamp of completion on it. The work was started, and he was a bricklayer, brick, brick and he knew that it, it, to complete the work, all the bricks had to be laid. For the building needed to be built, but how is it built? It's built upon God's foundation and the love of this congregation to keep moving. It's important what we do, what we do for people. For the church is here for people. That's why you're here. You're here to help the completion. You're here to be involved with God's completion, to watch God do it. And when it's all said and done, like the, the yelling in the service and our anointing that comes from God, he's got a stamp on this church and it means bigger. Amen. Bigger. Amen. A bigger year, bigger love, bigger congregation, bigger gifts, bigger God. Amen. And we need to walk in that bigger unity and more caring for one another. Amen. When people look at this church, they're going to say, what's about this church? This is the most caring church we've ever been around. That pulls them into the fold. That pulls them into God's house. Amen. It's interesting what's going on here. We're walking in a, in a completion. It's not completed yet, but God sees it done. Calling those things which be not as though they were. Amen. You're so important. You're a wonderful congregation. God is bringing more people in to add to us. And add he will, grow we will, because we're walking in the love of God, doing the love of God, living in the love of God, and affecting other people. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. So what happened to St. Paul? Oh, St. Paul. <laughs> Good thing he said something. We delivered to the Boys and Girls Club. Thank God to the people that give here. Uh, we had uh, uh, Beth go out with us. Uh, we did a buy at Walmart for, uh, for $1,600 there. We did other buys. And it all told, there was about $4,000 that went out to different types of, of giving. But when we went into the Boys and Girls Club, it was right off of Ames Avenue in East St. Paul. And we, were, we had a trailer, and we were carrying it in, and uh, we did two deliveries there. And there's boys and girls everywhere, three to 500 people, uh, children go there. Most of them are inner city kids, and they're just uh, in need of what we give. Because a lot of them will have nothing. And so the director there, Karina, and the, uh, the other person is Andrew. And we're, we filled their office up so they couldn't even move. <laughs> now listen to this. Somebody give two expensive drones. Now people in the inner city really don't know what drones are about. So I'm looking at the drones, and I'm thinking, what am I going to do with these? And, and, and I said, well, I'm going to give them, because they give them to give. So we brought them in, the director's looking at them, and, and, and all the, the bikes, the, uh, the, the, the boxes, the, the things filled up, and it, he couldn't, we couldn't even move in there. That's a testimony of giving. That's a testimony of the love of this church. That's a testimony of what we should be doing, not only going in, into that area, but most of all in the families that are in here. Love one another. Take care of one another. Forgive one another if there's a mistake. That's what Jesus did. For God so loved the world that he gave. And while we were yet sinners, he cried, died for us. So the people over there, when it was all said and done, they're just looking, the volunteers and we, People were hugging us, and a young man put his arms around us when we were getting ready to leave, and he was saying, a mung kid. And he said, thank you, thank you, that's so generous. Again, we put that all onto Christ. The perspective is he did it. He did it. That's right. The perspective always in my heart is he's the one. 
because all that glory goes to him. No flesh will glory in the presence of, uh, of humans except the glory of God. Amen. This destiny of this church has been appointed by God. And we need to stay on that. We need to focus on that. And if things come up, we want to have them. You've all been given a ministry called reconciliation. There should be nothing in here. There should be nothing that we cannot solve in here through Christ. There should be nothing we can't do through Christ. We can come to a conclusion. No division at all. Amen. That's right. No division. Because we got a purpose. And we're to follow Follow him and follow our pastor. Follow him and follow the leaders. Because it's important that we get this, this calling and purpose done. Paul said at the end of his time, I've kept the faith. i finished my course. I'm on track with God. And so are we. Thank you. So can I go after or before him from now on? <laughs> How do you follow that? <clears throat> um, yeah, we went down to Prescott. We loaded the sleigh. Um, come up, come up, Mrs. Claus. This is the best, Mrs. Best-looking Mrs. Claus you'll ever see. Yeah. No, we uh, we loaded up all the gifts uh, that you guys gave. I think we had around $1,500 of gifts and uh, because you guys all gave. It was amazing. And uh, we drove down and uh, started knocking on doors and folks would come to the door and, and we just we said, we just want to bless you. And they, you know, it was funny talking about receiving. Uh, one of the things that we noticed was, um, I don't know if it's a Midwestern thing or if it's a, a human thing. People don't know how to receive. It's, they just don't. And, and I, I think we as Christians have a hard time receiving. Um, you know, if we can't receive the simple gifts, the, the things that we're giving, you know, how do we receive the things that God wants to bless us with? You know, we have to have our hearts right to receive. And, and that, was, that really stood out to me, just the receiving, that we, that we need to learn to, to be receivers too, that, that God gave um, he gave and he wants to bless and so um, but it was it was really um, it was fun. We, we, we enjoyed it um, It was really um, a blessing to us to be able to give out um, and see people um, You know blessed. They just didn't know what to do. I, I, most people were at a loss with you know for words They just didn't know what to say um, They just kind of grabbed the bag and they kind of stood there and were like thank thank you You know and so it was just it, but it was fun. So thank you so much for giving um, and and blessing those people, I know I know that they're going to be um, they're going to be blessed this Christmas. So thank you for that. Um, we we were blessed. We enjoyed it. So on the lines of receiving. So as he said, uh, some of the families. The first one, the mom, I think, was a little bit embarrassed, and so she wanted to get them into the bedroom because I don't think she wanted to tell the kids, you know, that where they came, the gifts came from. She just wanted to be able to give them. Um, but that was neat, and they got to pick out these little dolls that someone handmade. But the very next one, Grandma was waiting for us, excited and ready to receive with the trunk open. <laughs> and she received with joy the way we should receive with joy. And, and that was what was exactly on my heart, was what John shared. It was just really eye-opening um, that there's so many gifts that God has for us, benefits package. I think Psalm 35? Psalm 3, thank you. I'm sorry? It's got a 3 in it. 103. <laughs> but it's got his benefits package. And so many times, whether it's healing, you know, we might think, well, I know God wants to heal them. Or, well, this isn't cancer. Or, well, it is cancer, but, you know, there's this other person, and, and I should be giving. And, and, yes, we should be giving. But she received with joy, you guys. She was, like, dancing. Like, I'm so excited, and the grandkids are coming over, and I'm putting them in the car, and da da da, da And she received with joy, and that's how we should receive, too. And George, I, it kills me. You, you keep flipping your hair out of your face. It's, it's, it's like, it's just. Person. 
I'm not going to share the name. I don't know if they want to be told, but I love this story. So on the people that were buying gifts, one of the uh, buyers of the gifts for Prescott called the mom, you know, what do your kids need and got ideas? And then she said, well, what about you, honey? What do you need? And the mom's like, well, I really could use some clothes. And so this buyer found out what size the mom was and happened to have a whole section in her closet of that exact size of clothes that they weren't wearing, they were saving, and they packed them all up and gave them to this mom, and she was so excited. So it's pretty cool. Amen. All right. I should turn something on. There we go. I need a person from this side who has a testimony. Stand up real quick. Thank you. I need a, somebody from this section who has a testimony. Stand up real quick. Good. And I need a guy. I need a guy to give a testimony. We have two ladies. That's good. That's good. From this section who has a testimony. Quick. God hasn't done anything unto anybody here. Thank you. Thank you. Come on up. All three of you come up. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Don't try to be the last person up. I know how I, I, I know human nature. We're still alive. You're first. Go. Okay, thank you. So uh, about 16 months ago, God blessed me with a new job. And anybody that knew me was I, was I was really wanting a new job. And the biggest blessing about that new job is that I have a very kind boss and um, God, God loving boss. So, wow, what a change. I mean, you know, God bless the other ones, but this was a very nice change of where he put me. And um, so along with that, this year when we announced that um, Karis Bible College was coming, it's always been a dream of mine, but I thought there's just no way it's gonna happen. So I thought, okay. This is cool, and okay, God, I'm going to trust you with money and all the, you know, all the details of it because it's just challenging and scary to step out and do that. But um, when I told this boss that you know this was my dream and plan, um, he said, "I want to be there for your graduation." I mean, and he's just like, "Yep, go when you need to go," so, you know, because we. I have to leave early because it's, it's a little bit of a trek to get down here on Thursday nights, but it's so worth it. I'm so grateful. So thank you, Pastor John, for making that happen here. Yeah, so thank you. Wow. Mine is just a small one, and it involves a princess. <laughs> Everybody knows, I think, Diane. Um, Anyway, I, I had to move this year, and I ended up uh, in a Golden Girls house. Um, and I do, I do live with a Blanche. <laughs> and I don't know which one the other girl is, but she's an atheist and avowed atheist who literally gets angry um, at, about she has already given me a huge tirade about who Jesus isn't and Christmas and holidays are very hard for her and I've seen the anger but God also lets me see her hurt and my Blanche is 75 years old. She's the homeowner. She's very excited, very overjoyed about Christmas and just really into it. And this has been driving. And then I'm doing my fudge thing all the time in the kitchen. So it's like we're we're just doing this Christmas thing and and poor the atheist is just being pushed to the wall. And like I say, my my testimony is small compared to everything that's that's gone on. But yesterday Diane came and she met them for the first time. And I just I mean I, I came away 
with this in my heart so much because as we were leaving to go where we were going, Diane kind of yelled back into the house, Merry Christmas. And the atheist answered back, Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's the first, it's the first she has even opened up at all. And I thought, okay, it's a little crack. Just a little crack, but praise the Lord. And it's, I mean, it's her enthusiasm. <laughs> you just can't, anyway, whatever. Anyway. I have to say that uh, there's there's nothing small. I mean, nothing small. Everything that God does is great. Everything that God does is big. You know, the the goodness of this church is is so overwhelming. The the people here, the the things that you don't see, is so overwhelming. It, it's such a blessing to be here. You know, George, you know, I gotta, you're, you're an inspiration. You, it's, it's awesome, you know. In 2015, like George, I was diagnosed with, with cancer. They did a major surgery and then they went through I went through chemo and radiation the, the year after that and everything was really clear everything was really good and they said you know if this, this, this cancer comes back that it's gonna probably just run right through your body and you know you're gonna be gone they, they gave me six months to a year well this is 2018 so I lived longer than what they expected so far. When it, when it, uh, they got it on a scan saying that it, it came back and they said, well, we, we just, we can't believe this. You know, it's, it's just isolated in this one spot. And I said, well, yeah, I know, because God's got his hands around it. He's not going to let it go where you thought it was going to go. And when I got my, my blood test back, when we got my blood test back this last time, they were like, well, your, your glucose are down. That, that's it. The rest of, rest of your, it, it's unbelievable. Your, your blood cells are normal. Everything else is normal. I said, well, yeah, I know, because God still has his hands around it. Amen. He's not going to let it go. Right. And you know, with the, the love like I said, the, the people here has just so overwhelmed me. You know, this morning, you know, I had somebody that said, you're feeling pain. I, I know you are. And, and prayed for me right then and there. And, and I was this morning. I, was, I didn't know if I was going to make it to church this morning because, of, you know, it was, I was not feeling my best. And, you know, God said, no, you're going to go. You, you know, I, I want you there. I didn't know why, but <laughs> but I'm here and I'm going to stay here that's right you know? amen, amen. You know? this is not going to let me down that's right not, it's picking me up Here's what I'd like to do. Um, George, for sure, I want you to pray for him. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else that feels led to come up and pray for Denny, uh, just invite you up right now to pray for him. We want to pray for him. This thing is going to end. It's done. 
Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. We're going to proclaim the same thing. It is finished. Yes. Not his life, but whatever is gripping him. Amen. And he and Bree have been so faithful. Denny would come after work. I know he was tired. He'd go down to Prescott and walk and pray and pray and pray. And when he didn't feel like it, he'd be there praying and praying and praying. And Denny, uh, Bree would be at home praying for him as he's praying in Prescott and all of that. So it's just, yeah. Many people are motivated by fear. And when the medical profession says the word cancer, they cringe and think it's a death sentence. But it's not. We prayed for a man in Redwood Falls many years ago. And right out of my spirit came these words. The big C word is not cancer. It's a small C-A-N-C-E-R. The big C word is Christ. He is bigger than any and every form of cancer. Christ is a supernatural power, the anointing of God that has destroyed every yoke of bondage. All we need to do is believe and receive. Or doubt and go without. And Father, we thank you for every person within the sound of my voice. And we declare the big C word to be Christ within them. Yes, Jesus. We curse cancer. Yes, Jesus. And we declare it shall not live within these human bodies. And anyone else who believes. And we thank you. According to the stripes that Jesus bore on his back, each and every one that's been attacked with cancer, we declare to be healed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the words of Elisha, where is the God of Elijah? He is here, and each and every one here. We all have the authority that Christ has given us to pray over people for healing that they would receive their healing. The devil is a liar. Everything comes out of his mouth is a lie. And only the Lord, the Lord Jesus, is the truthful one. And he has said we are healed by his stripes. He paid the price. Can we receive that? Yes. We receive healing. We receive all the good things the Lord has for us. Right here, right now. And my brother Dennis is healed. Amen. No matter what the doctor's tests say, while the tests may reveal some truth, the truth says he is healed. In Jesus' name. No fear in the name of Jesus. All fear is cast out by pure love. Oh, I don't usually do this. Can you look at me, Denny? Not the cutest. You are amazing in this wig. I love it. 
do you believe that God has healed you? Amen. You take that cancer right now. Take it. You pull that out of yourself and you throw it on the ground. We crush the head of Satan. You stomp on that. You stomp on that because it is out and you have the power to crush the head of Satan and his attacks on you. Crush it. <laughs> crush it. <laughs> that dirty dancing little move. <laughs> he is crushed. <laughs> Denny, you know, there's a reason why the cancer's gone. Because God says he's not done with you yet. Amen. You have things for him to do that must be accomplished. And really to do them perfectly, he needs you. He could use someone else, but to do them perfectly, he needs you. And you need to remember that when the enemy tells you no. You tell him, yes, God said it was me that was needed. Amen. I'm the one he called. I'm the one he chose. He waits until you're tired, feel low, and then he comes <laughs> and sneaks in the back door. Yeah. He's a snake. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he's still crushed under your feet. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Glory. Thank you, Lord. I just want to touch on something that Denny had said. He had said earlier that nothing that God does is small. You know, and everything that God does is great. It just depends on what our perspective is. Because on the day that Jesus was crucified, there was a woven cloth that separated the outer court from the inner court, the Holy of Holies, and the tabernacle. From the world's perspective, when that woven cloth was torn from top to bottom, they just looked at it as a torn piece of cloth. They didn't see any significance in it. It was a torn piece of cloth. But to us, it represents that open gateway, the, the openness of God, His grace is to, to allow us to go into the Holy of Holies and seek the healing that we need, to seek the grace that we need. But Denny is right. It's not a small thing. It, it again, it's your perspective. If you're, you know, if you're of the world, that woven cloth, tore, no, no significant meaning. But to us, it's one of the greatest. <clears throat> it's one of the greatest signs of God's love towards us. I have a couple of things to share this morning, each of them kind of on a different level. The first thing was, Denny, I understand your pain because it's been over 10 years since I conquered cancer. But praise God. God is good. He is really good. And you know, I don't even think about it anymore. It's such a thing of the past. And someday it's going to be like that for you. But... You know, the devil thought he could wipe me out with that. Well, a couple of weeks, I guess it's been about a month now. He thought he was going to wipe me out again. But you know, the God I serve is a whole lot bigger than he is. And you know, it didn't even dawn on me when it happened what had really happened. I'm driving my car north in Somerset. Those of you who are in my small group, I'll apologize because you've already heard this story. I already shared it with them. But I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden, in my window, this far from the glass, is the head of the biggest deer I've ever seen. And I'm sitting there thinking, and the only thing I could get out of my mouth in that second was Jesus. And I said it loud and strong and powerful. And 
after I said it, it was like the deer was gone. I didn't exactly know where it went. It was so dark out. I, I was like, what's going on? And you know, when something happens to us, we're so quick to question, where are you, God, in all of this? We always think it's his fault that something happened. But we don't think of what he did or what he's still doing. I kept thinking, Lord, I've been praying that nothing hits me and I don't hit anything. What, what is this dear thing, God? I don't get it. Where were you? Well, when I shared it with my small group, and I don't remember which person it was, but they said to me, don't you realize, Linda, you could have been killed. If that deer would have come through your window, you'd be gone. And I'm like, oh my God, you're right, Lord. And here I'm complaining that my headlight got broken and the fenders are bent. I could have been history. I could have been toast. And God said to me, just like I said to you this morning, Denny, he's not done with me. That's why I'm still here. He still has a plan for me. And you know, it's not just me. It's every one of you that I look at this morning. He has a plan for everybody. And it's a different plan than my plan. But you know what? It's just as powerful. Because does it matter whether God teaches, reaches one person or a million people? One person is just as important to him because he left the 90 and 9 to go get that one that was lost. Ricky, that atheist, that's the story I was thinking of when she shared her testimony, that God left the 90 and 9 to go get that atheist, and he's going to reach her because that's who he is, and he knows what she needs. And... That's not the only thing I have to share today. Pastor was talking about reconciliation. I'm probably going to cry about this one, so bear with me. My son was estranged from me when he was in his teens. What? Tissue. Okay. 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 Um, he was estranged from me. I found out yesterday from my niece... <laughs> I found out yesterday from my niece that for the first time in many Christmases, my son is going to be at Christmas Eve tomorrow with the rest of my family. He's bringing his girlfriend. And I saw God make some significant strides. We were at the wedding of my other son on the 8th. And God opened some doors through my nephew, who, by the way, is not a Christian. So who does God use? Whomever is available. That's who he uses. And sometimes he uses the least expected. But my story for him is a story of reconciliation. I am believing that not only will my son come home to me, but to Kim, to the God who loves him, I can remember when he was a little boy and he got saved. He was four. And I kept thinking, Lord, that's pretty young to get saved. Well, the minute he got saved, you know what he did? He went to his little sister who was three and told her about Jesus. That's what he did. And I'm like, well, surely that's too young, Lord. And he said, nothing's impossible with me. So that's what I'm going to stick with.